Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Central Crazies Podcast. Where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we let our crazy flag fly free with no limit. about a girl who's from Houston, Texas, which is fairly close to where I was born. Alexis, Texas. I hate you. <laughs> I, I had to do it. Um, yeah, so uh, the story is, well, it's not a story, but this case is about a woman named Susan Lucille Wright. She is a woman from Houston, Texas, who is a mother of two children and married to a man named Jeff Wright. And the two of them had a 10-year difference. So a little backstory for Susan. She struggled financially, ranging from being a stripper to a server and working at a hair salon. She enrolled in a nursing program at a community college, which kind of, like, made me think of me a little bit, but not in the aspect of what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) But since I'm going to start studying allied health. Yeah, good clarification. Yeah. I am in no way like her, because I would not take a lot of this bullshit. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So she signed up for a nursing program at the community college, and but she wasn't making enough money, and she had to con- or she had to drop out of school. So uh, she was down on her luck, but then she met Jeff Wright. As a blind date, they were doubling with some friends, and they instantly fell in love. So they got married in 1998. When Susan was eight month, eight months pregnant, and uh, four years later, she had her second child. They were making the picture perfect family. Jeff, a hardworking salesman, made enough money for Susan to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom. So. All she had to do was raise the children and tend to their house in Houston. But apparently everything wasn't what it seemed. After their first child was born, Jeff started to get controlling, only only allowing her to leave the house at for short ugh. only allowing her to leave for short periods of time. And uh, even whenever she did leave, he, she had to check in periodically. Controlling much? Yeah, no, I would not stand for that. What about you? No, there's like, I mean, just give me some time to myself. Holy fuck. Yeah, especially if she's wound up in the house with two kids. Yeah, and if like I, you know, like I've, I just expect somebody to trust me if I've never given them, if I've never given them a reason not to. Mm -hmm. And like I go out of my way 
to make them feel like, you know, you do it within reason. You're like, yeah, you can trust me or whatever. But, like, if you're down my neck and making me feel bad if I don't answer, like, right away, mm-hmm. fuck you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That would – there's just some days that, like, I don't even – I don't understand how anybody could like that. Like, there's just some days that, like, that would set me off uh-huh. if somebody constantly checked in on me like that. Yeah, like, I don't – to this day, like, I don't like people being in my business. But, like, I'll tell them stuff. But, like, I'll tell them chunks that, like, I want to tell them. Like, if I'm having a shitty day, I'm not going to tell them every single detail. Right. But she went along with it. And so uh, she would let him control her. And uh, one day, Jeff coming home from a hard day's work, he expected the house to be spotless. Meaning no toys out, and dinner was to be ready when he got there. Okay. Which, instantly, that made me think of Sinister, too. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Yeah, that shitty dad. Oh, my God, yes, dude. If you guys haven't seen Sinister, too, you should watch it. It's really good. Like, I, I love the Sinister movies, but that dad in there is, like, it's pretty triggering, honestly. I mean, it. it's pretty close to this, like. Really? Being uh, controlling and being just a crap bag. <laughs> right? I didn't know what I was more scared of. The fucking bagul guy or the fucking dad. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> um. So he expected everything to be perfect by the time he got home and dinner ready. And if one thing was wasn't to his standards... He would get physically and verbally abusive. And this got worse as time went on. And he probably made her feel bad because he's just like, I'm paying all the bills, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Well, While you stay at home, probably sitting on your ass, yeah. No, I mean, people do that all the time. Yeah, it, it's a common thing. And it's just like, just because, like, if you and your wife agreed to that, then you should still respect somebody. That's the problem. Right. Like, if you love each other, you should respect each other and not treat her like she's worthless if you want like if you agreed on that like don't go back on it and use it against the person see my parents did that whenever me and my brother were growing up like my dad worked two jobs and then my mom was a stay-at-home mom because daycare is so expensive yeah and they worked worked that out like it was like they didn't get to really see each other much but like they worked out a system they did it right but, okay, so then Susan told the authorities that Jeff would beat on her, and he would rape her. And he would use cocaine occasionally, and that would send his violence through the roof. Because cocaine kind of, like, what intensifies everything. So it makes you, like, super alert. So, like, if you're super happy... You'll be super happy, but if you're pissed, ooh. So, uh, so with him being uh, super violent, she, uh, she uh, didn't want to get a divorce, but she wanted to leave him, but he didn't. But she didn't think he would let her. 
And again, if you're to that point, why does it matter? Like, try to go. Mm-hmm. Take the kids and go. Yeah. So, uh, Susan dealt with the abuse of Jeff because she was hoping that if he could get all his anger out on her, he would never direct it towards the children. On January 13th, 2003, Jeff's anger got directed towards one of their children. That was her biggest fear. But we're going to take a short break and listen to our anchor ad. Okay, we're back. So later that night, Jeff had come home from a boxing lesson, riding a cocaine high. So he's all amped up. Yes. She heard her son cry out loud from the other room. And so she ran to him and the dad's or and he said that the dad hit him. Susan then had enough of his bullshit. So she addressed his anger and drug issue and threatened to leave and take the children. And according to Susan, the same night, Jeff attacked and raped her violently. Gosh. While remaining motionless in human in bed, she heard Jeff say, die, bitch. And he was holding a knife over her. Oh, my gosh, dude. And she managed to dodge Jeff and grab the knife from him. Which, with this being a big guy who uh, is a boxer, Mm -hmm. how did you get the knife from him? Right? That's my only question. And then, uh, once she got the knife from him, she uh, began to stab Jeff over and over and over. By stabbing him... All over. Over and over and over. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Said over like a million times. She stabbed him a lot. (laughs) For example, she stabbed him in the head. Oh, my gosh. Travis. And then the neck. Moving to the chest. And then the stomach. Then she stabbed him in his legs. For all the times he had kicked her. And lastly, she stabbed him in the groin. For all the times he had raped her without her consent. Susan then buried Jeff in the backyard. And attempted to clean up the blood in their bedroom. In the days after his murder. Damn. I thought this was going to go a completely different way than it's gone. Yeah. But with work continuously... Continuously calling because Jeff's absence, because he was the only working person in that home, Susan Susan became overwhelmed. And five days later, she confessed to her mom. 
and her mom suggested she contact a lawyer. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine getting that freaking confession from your daughter? Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Call the cops. I killed Jeff. <laughs> and I buried him. I would be like, how did you do that by yourself? Did yeah. you get help? Yeah, how did you get him out there without the coaxing? Without, I don't know. I'd call a lot of bull on that. Uh-huh. And uh, so January 24th, she turned herself in. Days later, Susan was charged with murder. The police discovered Jeff's body in a shallow grave. The autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed 193 times. Almost 200 times? That is a lot of times to be stabbed. That's overkill for sure. She didn't do cocaine. Holy crap. <laughs> Maybe she got into his stash. I don't I'm know. Just wondering. But none of his injuries were fatal on their own. So he was there for the whole time. Wow. And on. So painful. Mm-hmm. So exactly a year later. Um, February 24th, 2004, Susan pled not guilty at her murder, murder trial because it was done out of self-defense. The assistant district attorney, Kelly Siegler, argued that Susan had never been abused. And was really a premeditated killer. Siegler claimed that Susan seduced her husband that night. And he was murdered by tying him up to the bed. So she could collect his life insurance money of $200,000. That is a lot of money. Yeah, but it goes quick. Yeah. Siegler even had the couple's bed brought into the courtroom to show the jury how defenseless Jeff would have been that night. So they had somebody lay on it, and they tied him to the bed for an example. That is bizarre. Mm -hmm. And Susan's defense argued that she is a victim of domestic abuse, and she was just defending herself, and stated that Susan never knew anything about the life insurance policy. So... uh, March 3rd, 2004, the jury found Susan guilty of murder. She was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Susan's lawyers have gathered new witnesses to confirm abuse from Jeff, as well as evidence of of a significant amount of cocaine in Jeff's system. On November 20th, 2010, Her sentence was reduced to 20 years. Susan has been denied parole twice and is up for parole in uh, July 2020. So we'll keep you posted on that. Oh, wow. Speaking of which, with the Jodi Arias thing, she was like trying to get an appeal. She's not getting a new trial. 
I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so that's a quick update, too. But this is crazy because, like, I feel like already, like, 20 years is not a lot for killing somebody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there have been women who have served life in prison for killing abusive husbands. Uh-huh. So, you know, like, a lot of those women, they were beat, like, every day. And they finally snapped and, like, killed. You know, like, it's it's a touchy subject. Because I do feel bad for victims of domestic violence. But, like. Yeah, whenever I was researching this, it kind of made me think of a, don't laugh, but a Lifetime <laughs> special. Uh-huh. Because, I don't know, there was this one that my mom would have me watch. And it was, like, a police officer. And she was being beat and raped and stuff. But. Nobody knew that, so that's why that called out to me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just seemed like they were the perfect family, right? Like you haven't married, like yeah. It just you never know. No, and like I also can see her very well, like him abusing the kids, and then her flipping it and. Oh, yeah, if somebody were to, if I had kids and somebody were to touch them, oh, I flip shit. Like, I'm not even a mom yet, and, like, I'm very productive, so come at me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. But at the same time, like, I don't know if she's going to get the appeal, because, like, already 20 20 years is not a lot for killing somebody, right? Uh, Yeah, it's really not. And uh, I'm... Texas has the death penalty, don't they? Yeah. Which I'm not saying she would have for that, but 25 years doesn't seem that long. No. So, I don't know. It mentioned um, in this article that she was like 44, I believe. Because she was 21 when she first met him. Oh, wow. So they were together for over 20 years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Because, you know, I I actually know, like, a lot of couples in real life, like, older couples, and, like, it's just sometimes I always wonder if something like that's going to happen to them because they have so much drama, even though they've been together for so long. Every fight they have is, like, intense. No, actually, they were together for less than 10 because this happened in 2003, and they got married in 98. But if she... Oh, so she's 44 now. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought she was 44 when she killed him. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, I answered before I even, like, heard the question in my head. <laughs> no, I gotcha. <laughs> I like, no, that makes sense. So they were together for 10 years. Yeah. Still, though. But... He was older 10 years? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, is she older or is he older? So if she's 44 now, then she was like, what, like 30 when she did this? When he was 40 when he died? So she was 21 around 98. So sorry. Sorry, guys. Math is not her. No. You can ask, well, I guess you can't ask, but um, my dad was asking me this thing the other day, and he was like, well, if she's this old, but in this year, and I was like, 
hmm. And then I came up with a number, and he laughed at me so hard. <laughs> and he was like, you were born a blonde. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> right? I, I feel you, dude. Well, that was interesting. That kind of, I feel like I didn't get closure with that because I'm still, like, questioning. Right? I want to know what happened to the kids. I know. that They probably are dealing with a lot. They're probably with their grandparents somewhere. True. I don't know, guys, but I didn't. I knew nothing about that, but I thought y'all should. And that was the case of Susan Lucille Wright. It's very interesting. We'll see what happens in July. Yes, stay posted. So just remember that you can follow us on Instagram. At central underscore crazies underscore podcast. Or email us at central crazies podcast at gmail.com. And remember, I'm Alexis. And I'm Kelly. And you're listening to Central Crazies. Bye.